is the 40 Mag Think Out Loud podcast. I'm Maggie Kubler, and I'm a champ. This is episode three, In My Defense. all going well on your end, no matter where you are and when you're listening to this. I just hope you are as happy as can be. Uh, It is a beautiful spring day here. Well, now it's beautiful. It was thunderstorming and raining earlier, but now it's kind of cleared up, which is good because it was, I actually woke up and it was quite humid this morning and and my hair, I've got a bit of a Diana Ross thing going on. (laughs) I'm glad, uh, I'm glad I I have not set up any kind of video recording for these kind of podcasts yet. So um, right now I have a a face for radio. (laughs) We'll just leave it at that. I hope you guys are doing okay. And um, yeah, I'm stuck here. I'm in quarantine I was in the States recently, and here in Germany, they're still making you quarantine. Well, I guess kind of most places in the world, but here in Germany, uh, I have to quarantine when I come back from the States because it's a risk area. So I'm just kind of sitting in my house, and um, you are keeping me company today by way of this podcast, and I thank you very much for listening. Even if you're listening to this like six months from now or two years from now, oh, like two years from now, I bet you're going to hear this, and you're going to hear all this talk about quarantine. You're like, oh, I remember that. Yes, I'm hoping, I'm hoping it will be a far gone memory by the time, you know, two years from now comes by, <laughs> but cool. Anyway, uh, I'm really stoked about today's podcast, um, partially because, well, I just like podcasting. And secondly, because you're going to learn something new about me today in my essay. And it's something really important, something that everybody has ever known about me since, well, since I was quite young all the way through high school, college, when I was in the Navy. Uh, You know, I've made many friends internationally. You know, I've been an expat for a long time, so I have expat friends kind of all over the place, and everybody knows this about me. I am a huge Green Bay Packers fan. Huge. So the games uh, here, I've I've been still kind of diligently watching the games, kind of a, a little less so since my son was born, but I used to never miss them because quite often, because the Packers are awesome, so they would play in prime time. So that meant that they would kick off at like two o'clock in the morning here or one o'clock in the morning. And that meant I kind of had to pull an all-nighter to watch any of the games. And I used to do that religiously. I never missed a game. Um, but since my son was born and I do enjoy kind of sleep on occasion. I don't do that. I, I only do those for like the big games, if it's playoffs or a division rival or the Super Bowl, even though we didn't make it this year. Um, but yeah, I'm a huge Green Bay Packers fan and I'm kind of excited to get into the essay. I'm excited for you to hear something about my sweet 16 and the fact that I'm a Green Bay Packers fan. And hopefully you'll understand my point and I'll visit that after I read the essay. But for now, the essay coming up next.
my defense. The difference between defending and standing up for myself. They say defenses win championships, but they also say the best defense is a good offense. I guess it all comes down to who can last longer. Anybody who knows me knows I'm a huge fan of the Green Bay Packers. My school friends knew it, my Navy friends knew it, my international friends know it. If you're stuck for a gift idea for me, you'd be safe with something green and gold. Or really hot shoes that I pick out myself. In fact, tickets to my first ever Packers game was what I was given for my Sweet 16. It was 1996, the season they won the Super Bowl under Brett Favre. My parents, my four brothers and I, packed into the family minivan with our suitcases and green and yellow face paint for the five-plus hour drive to the Pontiac Silverdome. We hated the Lions and were ready to watch the Packers kick some ass. They didn't disappoint. I vividly remember much of that game. The flashy lights, my brothers making it on the jumbotron, the roar of the crowd when the Packers took to the field. I remember my parents stepping away during a break to go buy us snacks, only to miss a zippy Desmond Howard 92-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. And then there was Brett Favre slinging the ball all over the field, racking up points to the glee of us all wearing cheese on our heads. We far outnumbered the home team's fans. We relished in every point the Packers put up on the board. We cheered from the stands as our heroes celebrated on the field. The Lions fans, as they do, streamed out of their seats in disgust with much of the second half remaining. Well, except for the one man behind us who would bellow, who cares, each time we leapt to our feet per score. I remember them all. Which was a lot. Final score, 31-3. It's interesting, though. The razzle and the dazzle of a high-scoring offense led by a gunslinger character like Brett Favre is obviously memorable. But what about the other half of that score? What about the minuscule three points the defense allowed? Why don't I remember that? Because silent strength goes unnoticed. It's hard to see something that doesn't move. Standing up at the line, protecting the space behind it, and conserving power is hardly flashy. But being an immovable force is what made Reggie White one of the best defensive players in history. It's why he was nicknamed the Minister of Defense. It's what wins Super Bowls. This analogy applies to my life as well. There will always be people who try to cross the line, who try to take me down. There will be those who will get a running start and put me on the defensive. I'm sure they won't play for the Lions, though. They suck. But in these instances, there's a big difference between defending myself and standing up for myself. When on the defense, it's enticing to go chasing after people, explaining myself, insisting I'm not what they say I am, lashing out, blaming. It's taken me some time, but I've often found this is a dangerous act of futility. One that just has me flailing all over, wasting energy, and probably has me losing anyway. It's like getting burned on the blitz. Standing up for myself, on the other hand, is empowering because it's about maintaining integrity. While it's not easy and can be tiring, the job isn't complicated. It's simply draw a line, stay in position, protect your space, save your energy. Standing your ground is much more effective in the long run. And that does win championships. First of all, go pack, go. (laughs) 
those were some good memories. I liked writing that piece. Uh, that was indeed the first Packer game I had ever been to, and I was 16 years old. And then I didn't get to go to another game until the, the next time that they they won uh, the Super Bowl the next season that they won the Super Bowl, which I guess was 2010. So it had been a long time um, since I had been able to go to another game. I am still a huge fan, but it's it's expensive and I'm from kind of bumfuck nowhere. So <laughs> it wasn't so easy to get to game. So but the next time I did go, I, I got to go see them play in Atlanta. And that was in the divisional round of the playoffs. So the year that uh, they won the Super Bowl under Aaron Rodgers. So there you go. A little bit of NFL lore for you, Green Bay Packer lore. <laughs> you are welcome. Okay, so let's get into it. So this was a, a fun analogy for me to write about. Um, and this is this is a concept that I feel really strongly about and a concept that I actually focus on quite a lot personally. If you had uh, read, I, I wrote an essay recently called Calling It Like You See It. And that was about an incident, in case you didn't read it, um, that was about an incident when I was in my early 20s, where basically my roommate and I got in a, in a fight over something that should have been trivial, but she uh, proceeded to slander me and smear my reputation and basically um, turned everybody against me and I was ostracized for months on end, uh, which was very, very traumatic. It was a very terrible time. And I relate that time to, well, like a really shitty defense, like probably like one that the, the Lions has. <laughs> uh, I relate that time because the way I reacted to that situation was I was very defensive. Um, it was traumatic and upsetting and I was done wrong, but I was very defensive. And um, to anybody who would listen, I was trying to explain myself and I was trying to defend myself and trying to call out lies and, you know, and, and just kind of trying to really prove my point. And it really did turn out to be just an act of futility because it didn't work. It didn't work. Nobody wanted to listen to me. Um, I had already had everybody's backs turned against me. And it was just me expending energy that um, was, you know, fruitless. There was, there was no point for it. Um, because it didn't end up getting me what I wanted in the end, which was actually an inner peace. Um, there was no, there was no reasoning with anybody. And so this is where I try to draw the distinction between defending myself and standing up for myself. Because in those incident, in that incident there in particular, where I spent time defending myself and it, it was very traumatic to me, lots of tears and depression and all this kind of stuff, because I just could not get people to listen but the fact of the matter is, is now here I am many years later, and maybe part of its growth, personally, maybe part of it's just <laughs> watching the Packers be awesome. <laughs> okay, probably not. Um, but it's, it's a lot to do with growth. And where I stand now as an individual is I don't want to defend myself. I would rather stand up for myself. And the distinction there is when I stand up for myself, it has everything to do with the boundaries that I've already created. These the, this is a line that you will not cross. And I will stand firmly and confidently, you know, behind my defenses. And in that way, you know, I'm still maintaining my inner peace because I know who I am and I know what my lines are. And you, you can't get a running head start on me because I'm already where I'm supposed to be. I already know what I'm defending and you can't breach that line. So that's the distinction for me. 
Now, I know it sounds a little bit like I will never defend myself, which, you know, for the most part is is quite true. But there is a spectrum there. As with everything, nothing's really ever that black and white. There is a spectrum there because I do believe that it also depends on the importance of the relationship with this particular person that you might have. You know, there, there are people that I care about that who I really concern myself and care about what they think about me. And so if I were to be unjustly accused of something or labeled or judged or criticized in any sort of way by people who mean something to me, then I might get a bit more um, explaining or trying to get validation or something like that. And, you know, my boundary has shifted a bit, but that's because I care about the mutuality of that particular relationship. But, you know, case in point, I had I had a, a woman, I think I ex- expressed this in my latest essay or my last podcast. I had a woman on Facebook call me cold and heartless because I preferred, you know, I wanted my son to go back to school as opposed to concerning myself with everybody who had died with COVID. And it's not that I'm not concerned about everybody who's died with COVID, but it is a concern as well that my son go to school. Anyways, I'm not trying to defend myself over that position. (laughs) But the fact of the matter is this woman called me cold and heartless. Now, she is of no consequence to my life, none whatsoever. And quite often I see these Facebook wars start where people get into, no, I'm not, yes, you are, no, I'm not, or I am not this, and really get into explaining their position and really who they are. Well, I have no interest in explaining myself to an internet stranger. I merely drew a line and said, you have no right to speak to me like that. That's offensive. Have a great life. And that's as simple as it is for me. So yeah, there is a difference between defending yourself and standing up for yourself. And I try very hard to stand up for myself. And it's a judgment call too, because it does depend on the importance of the relationship to you. So, and another concept that, another thought that I have about this whole concept of this is a, between, between defending yourself and standing up for yourself, this is a concept of, um, ugh, ugh, sorry, <laughs> remix. <laughs> this is a concept that's based off of power dynamics. So when you're in a defensive position and you are defending yourself, it's kind of like an acceptance that you are in the lesser power position and you are trying to re- regain power and regain control of the situation which feels good and it makes you feel like you have some sort of control, but it's exhausting. You will burn out. You will suck like the lions. And what's the point? What is the point you're trying to reassert dominance? Because really at the end of the day, the power that I feel like I want to feel is one that is immovable. And so standing up for myself to me is more of, of an equal power dynamic of I may have somebody who is attacking me or coming at me, but instead of being on my heels or expending energy trying to push them back, I'm just immovable like Reggie White. I'm just where I am. And that has staying power. And and in terms of staying power, I, you know, in, in the personal sense, what I feel like that avoids is depression. I feel like that avoids um you know, like this, if you start looking at yourself as though you are a terrible person, if you are immovable, immovable by what other people might say about you, you have unchinkable armor. And that, that goes the long distance. That wins championships, my friends. 
I hope you like my point. I hope you like my analogy and I hope you would stay in touch. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at the 40 mag or please sign up to my newsletter at the 40 mag.com forward slash newsletter. This stuff will come right into your inbox. You don't even need to be reminded. I'll be right there <laughs> creeping at you. Maybe with like a cheese head on my head or something like that. My face painted. Thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to thinking out loud next time. See you in episode four. Cheers. Just a thought. Standing up for oneself is about well-established boundaries. No defense needed.